Hello and welcome to Journeys in Grace. My name is Pastor Eric Hubbard, and we thank you for joining us for this recording and this uh, podcast as we study the Word of God. Today we're going to start a new uh, teaching, and we're going to title it today as we move forward about living above the circumstances. Again, living above the circumstances. And you may reach out to us as uh, we move through this Bible study at Pastor Eric the number 523 at gmail.com. That's Pastor Eric, the number 523 at gmail.com. Or you can even join us in a live Bible study each Thursday morning at 6.55 a.m. Eastern Time. Again, the live Bible study on a conference call at 6.55 each Thursday morning. And you can reach us at this number. The number is 609-663-1224. Again, 609-663-1224. And I say it one more time. At 609-663-1224. Again, we're going to start today in the book of Ephesians. And we're talking about living above the circumstances. And as we move forward in time, and I mean time as far as a, as a human race, as we see the things that are happening and all throughout the New Testament, as Jesus talked in um, in Matthew 24, as uh, in the book of uh, Thessalonians, as Paul spoke, I believe it's Thessalonians 4, as he talked about the things that we will see in the last days. And I believe that as we move forward, that the church, we must be prepared as a church. And I believe God is preparing his church. And as we move forward and as we see things happening, we cannot take our eyes off of Christ. Because he is the one. He is our beacon. He is our light to home. He is our uh, strong tower. He is our protection. In each and everything that we need, as Apostle Paul says, in him, in him, that he has provided us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. So if everything I need is in Christ, then why wouldn't I go to him rather than Letting the world or letting the culture determine who I am. We must know who we are, but we also must be prepared for the fight. And when I speak of being prepared for the fight, I do not believe if we as Christians have to fight the devil. He's been defeated. The enemy has been defeated. And on every hand, the Lord Jesus Christ defeated him. But our fight is to hold on to what we have, to hold on to victory. And somebody might say, well, preacher, what do you mean? Hold on to our victory because Jesus openly displayed Satan as he trampled over him when he after he was died after he died on the cross. This was the victory. The Bible says the victory that overcomes the world is our faith. Is it in will we believe? Will we hold on to what Christ has already done? He has already defeated the enemy. He has already provided healing. It was prophesied in uh, Isaiah 53 that by his stripes we are healed. And Apostle Peter picked it up in 1 Peter 2.24. He said, by his stripes we were healed. Why? Because Peter could look back and say, I saw him die on the cross. I saw him take those 39, uh, uh, those 39 lashes. We, we, we recognize him when we saw all the miracles, all the, <clears throat> all the mighty things that he did. He opened blinded eyes. He healed the sick. He raised a dead man, not one dead man, but uh, two, he raised two dead men. He raised a, raised a dead girl. 
He did these things and he showed them. He made an open display of Satan. As the scripture said in, uh, in uh, Genesis 3, it was prophesied to Adam. He said that the seed of the woman was going to bruise the head of Satan because it was prophesied. That was a prophecy, the first prophecy that Christ was coming. That although it looked bleak and dark and it looked as though there was no hope for man when Satan gleefully ran out of that garden knowing that he had taken authority over this earth. But I want to tell you that Jesus came back in the form of a man. He, well, that's why he was born to a virgin. That's why he walked the earth for 30, for 30, for, uh, 30 plus years. Because it was a man that gave up authority and it had to be a man that took it back. And the only man possible to do it, the only man that could live a sinless life, was our Lord and our Savior. So we're going to start out today in Ephesians, the sixth chapter, a very familiar uh, verse to many of us. This is Ephesians, sixth chapter, the tenth verse, and it reads, uh, Paul begins to say, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Again. It says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. He did not say that uh, we are to be strong and grow up and with, our, with all of our muscles and all of our determination and pulling ourselves up our bootstraps that we would be able to stand. No, he said, be strong in the Lord. For it is Christ in me, the hope of glory. And again, this is why we must look to him. He is your he is, he is our victor. He is our champion. He is our king. He is our Lord. He is the one that when we look unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, we win the battle every time. Our battle is not to go out and try to, try to uh, 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 take from Satan. He's already been taken. He's under your feet. And the scripture says, my people perish for a lack of knowledge. Why do we perish? Because we don't know that the battle is already ours. That the victory is already ours. That healing is already ours. Deliverance is already ours. We just have to claim by faith. And say, you know, Jesus already fought this battle. It's already mine. And I'm claiming it by faith. And I refuse to let the enemy take, my, take what God has given me. I refuse to give up my peace. I refuse to give up my child. I refuse to give up my marriage. I refuse to give up uh, this job that God has blessed me with. God has called us to be a blessing. Well, how can we be a blessing if we are not blessed ourselves? And how are we blessed? We are blessed in Christ in us. He said, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. That's where our confidence comes from. That he that promised is also able to provide. If Jesus promised us that he would never leave us nor forsake us, then, then I as a believer must be settled in that. That, if it's, that every word of God is settled and sure. Every promise of God is yes and amen. All the blessings of God to me are yes and amen. That I can, that's why I can read Deuteronomy 28 and see all the blessings through the 15th verse and see how the Lord said that if, if you do these things, that, then the blessings of God will fall upon you. But you know what? After Deuteronomy uh, 28 verses 1 through 15, it talks about all of the curses. 
And people say, well, preacher, if he gives us 50, uh, blessings in the, in the first 15 verses, aren't we subject to the uh, curses afterward? No, because Jesus became our curse. You say, how did he become our curse, preacher? The Bible says, as when he hung on that tree, the Bible says, cursed be he that hangeth on the tree. Jesus became our curse. That's why I go back again and say, everything I need, every victory, every battle that will ever come to, uh, against me, I am the victor. I win. It may not look like I'm going to win. It may not look like I'm going to come out on the positive side, on the blessed side. But that's why we speak those things. That's why when the, the report comes, the report comes as in Isaiah 53. When those men saw, and, and, and men and women saw Jesus, if you were a spectator, you just walked into Jerusalem on uh, crucifixion Thursday, on Thursday evening, and you saw him hanging on that tree. You will say, my, my, he must have been an awful criminal. Because the other two criminals, they had no, they were, they had no thorn on their, on their head, their crown thorns. Their faces weren't bloody. They weren't, uh, their backs weren't stripped and from skin. I'm not talking about from clothes. His back was stripped of skin. He was bleeding and, 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 and suffering. The Bible says there was no other man afflicted like him. Isaiah 53 said, when you looked on him, his face didn't even look like a man. Because not only did he take the beatings of the Roman soldiers, where they snatched out his beard and blood dripped down his face. They took a, a, a crown of thorn and pushed it down on his head. Then they took a, a can of nine tails, which was a whip made out of uh, 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 nails and glass, so that every swing of that, uh, of that whip wrapped around his body and pulled it away. The Romans were professionals in torment, just like Satan. They were professional in tormenting. And see, what Satan doesn't have, he doesn't have that against us today. What he has for us is fear. And the Bible says, fear is what? Tormenting. It's not what's going, it's not what's happening to you. It's what the possibly, possibility of what could happen. I heard one of the elders say, fear is false evidence appearing real. It's something that could happen. It has the potential to happen. It might happen. And we quiver in fear. We draw up in the corner in fear. When we hear that bad doctor's report, and it comes. But we have to gather ourselves in the faith of Jesus Christ. That's why it says in the 10th verse, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. He fights the battle. We just assume the position of a, victori a victorious uh, uh, man or woman in Christ and says, my Savior won this. No, I don't know how God's going to get me out. And I don't have to worry about it. I don't have to worry about how he's going to deliver me. I don't have to worry about how he's going to get me out. What I have to do is to proclaim it by faith and say, for God I live and for God I die. I stand with him and I stand in him. He promised me long life and length of days. He promised me that, that we, he promised us all. He said, you know what he said? We used to not only be a blessing, but he promised us long life. He said that you would leave an inheritance for your children, their children, and another generation. 
God did not design us and bring us here and put us on this earth so that we would be poor. But that's the, that was the false narrative that had been built up by, I believe, the, the trick of the enemy to tell us that, you know, well, if, if you're going to be a Christian, oh, you're a Christian now. Well, you know you got to give up that, that, uh, that good job you got. You know uh, Christians don't live in a good house. Not, and if you're not in one, you know, it's, it's, that, 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 uh, that new car is going to make you, going to swell you up with pride. You can't drive a new car and be saved. You can't drive a new car and be a millionaire. You can't uh, be a Christian and be a millionaire or a billionaire. You can't be a Christian. How are you going to be a Christian? That's going to fill you up. But when you know without a shadow of a doubt that it was God that blessed me, it was the Lord that blessed Abraham. And he was blessed. He was so blessed. He was the most blessed man in the county. Kings came out to him and said, you got to move away from us. Because you have so much. He was, Abraham was so much. And, and the blessing even got on his nephew Lot. They had so many cows and, 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 and uh, sheep and all men of, of livestock. And their, their, their servants grew so. That it was too much. It was too much. It was too much for the, for the land to bear what they had. And he had to separate. But what did Abraham tell his nephew? Abraham was so confident in the blessing that was on his life. He told his nephew, say, you know what? I'm going to let you choose. If you go left, I'm going to go right. If you go uh, to the north, I'll go to the south. Whatever way you go, you choose. Because Abraham had, the, had confidence in the word. He had confidence in the word of God that was given to him. And that the blessing, he had come to this point. Abraham wasn't perfect. But what he was, he was a man of faith. What God told him, he grabbed a hold to it. And yes, he erred. But he kept going. And the end of his life, he was greater than the beginning of his life. Because he kept walking by faith. He kept going, trusting God. He kept a hold of what God had said. The Bible said he staggered not at the promise of God. And that's what we must be. We must come to that point in him. But it's not, the Bible says, not by power, nor by might, but it's by my spirit, saith the Lord. It's by his spirit that's in you. If you are a believer, as it says in, in uh, the book of Romans, the 8th chapter, he says that the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells also in you. You have Jesus on the inside. He lives on the inside of you. And if you'll trust him, he'll show up. Matter of fact, he won't show up. He'll, he's already there. He's waiting on your mouth. And as I said in many other lessons before, the word of God is voice activated. You've got to give voice. The Bible says out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. You have to allow that word that's in you. That word that uh, the Apostle Paul talked about in Romans 10. He said, the word of God is not thee, even in thy mouth, even the word of faith which we preach. He said, you've heard it preached. It's in your heart because you, you meditated on it. You thought about it and said, Lord, if you could do it for them, if you could do it when, 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 when uh, uh, the Romans were killing Christians, were taking them to the arena and uh, 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 throwing them to the lions and through the bears where they cut their heads off and stretched them so they were boiling them in oil, doing all these things. 
and we're just living in a nation where we're getting condemned. And his condemnation can be difficult. Criticism. We all have feelings. People talk about you and lie about you. Yes, you're going to be offended. Yes, you're going to be hurt. But don't let that offense, offense become bitterness. And know that if God is with me, who can be against me? If God is for you, don't let them drive you off your job. Don't let the, 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 the word of the naysayer tell you what you can't do. If God says start the business, then the Bible says count up the cost. Go to the Father. If God, if God gives you a, a vision and a mission, if where God guides you, he's going to provide for you. Where he guides, he provides. He will lead you in. He will never lead you into a, a desert place and not supply water. He'll never leave you into a battle that's not already been won by him. But what we have to do is we've got to walk it out. We've got to be determined to, you know, this is what God said for it. This is what God said. And again, don't let your eyes. Jesus said, the scripture says, man looks on the outward appearance. We look at things and said, I said, it's impossible. And going back to what I was talking about earlier, when the, uh, people looked and saw Jesus hanging on that cross. How could this be? He, they said he was the son of God. Well, how can you kill the son of God? Satan sent his, his, his naysayers to him and said, hey, you said you was uh, uh, the son of God. You said that you would tear down uh, uh, the temple that was built by Herod. It took them 46 years to build it. You said you'd tear it down in three days and restore it. And you can't even get off a cross. Come down and show us. The world always wants a, 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 another, they'll, they'll always want, want you to show something. But we got to have faith in God. Because he, that promise, is also able to provide. He being God, if he promised it to you, if he said he was going to do it, he will provide and already has provided for us. The provision is already there. It's already there. God has already done everything that he's going to do. He's waiting on us to respond to it. He's waiting on us to reach out by faith and claim what he said. And then walk by faith. That's why I believe the scripture says uh, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence. And the violent, those who are willing to go after it. And we go after it by getting into the word of God. By, 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 by trusting in what he said. By living this life by faith. And say, I trust you, Lord. And then we move on down. It says, put on this 11th verse. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Because he, Satan is cunning. He's been at this for thousands of years. He deceived kings. He deceived princes. He deceived queens. He deceived, he deceived the mighty. And he's deceived the poor. He's de deceived the pauper. He's, a, he's deceived the prince. Why? Because he's cunning and because when man, when we trust in our own devices, in our own strength, we do it in our own strength. And when you do stuff, in your, when you do things and try to do the work of God in your own self-effort, you will always come out empty-handed. You'll always come out defeated because you cannot trust in your own wisdom. The wisdom of God at many times seems foolish. 
when the prophet was in, uh, when the prophet was and, and his servant was were facing the Syrian army, and the Bible says they were surrounded. The servant got up early in the morning while while the prophet was asleep, and he walked out the door. And what happened? He looked out, and the his, the house was surrounded by an army. And he went back inside and said, Master, what shall we do? How are we going to get out of this? But what did Isaiah say? What did the, I'm sorry, Elijah say? He said, there'll be more with us than there'll be with them. And then he spoke a word to, uh, and spoke a word to, to, Lord, to the Lord. He prayed a prayer and said, Lord, Father, Lord, open the young man's eyes. And when he did, he saw the Syrian army was surrounded by an army of angels. The angels, chariots of fire surrounded them. And he, when he saw in the spirit, that's when confidence came. And God moved so. He took an old prophet and his servant. And when, I, when, when Elijah walked out, he said, Lord, blind their eyes. And they lost their sight. And an old prophet and his servant led the whole army to the king of Israel. Why? Because the foolishness of God is stronger than man. And when the prophet came up, the king said, oh, we need to kill them. He said, no, we're going to send them back home. And this whole army was led to the king by a prophet and his servant. Many times we face things and we say, God, how are you going to get us out of this? The Lord, the scripture says, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not to your own understanding. Today, we are surrounded by circumstances and things that look like we won't come out. But as I said before, I'll say this again in closing. We are in the midst of the greatest revival that this earth has ever seen. Men and women, people who you never thought would be saved, who would never preach, who would never come out of alcoholism, who would never be delivered from drugs, are going to come out. And you're going to see the power of God move in these last days as we've never seen it before. It's not over yet, saints. And it's not over for you. Grab hold or two the hand of God. Grab a hold unto the, to the word of God that's been spoken over you. That prophecy that's been spoken, it's, it's going to come to pass. The Bible says, be not weary and well-doing, but ye shall reap if you faint not. Father, we just thank you for this message today. And we pray for all the circumstances and issues that face your children. I pray, God, that they will look to you, the author and finisher of our faith. You began the work in us. You started this work. And you will complete it. And we do come out victorious. I pray for any who may be lost today and do not know you as Lord and Savior. I pray and then pray that they will complete this path to me. Father, you know my heart. Forgive me of my sin. Lord, I thank you that Jesus came to this earth and died for me. His blood covers me now and I receive it by faith. We pray these things in Jesus' name. And I pray you join us again for, journey, for another broadcast of Journeys in Grace. Be blessed.